0: Hey, Curiosphere, this is Pratham and I'm Suruj. So on this channel, we discuss our thoughts and have a deep talk on an intriguing topic that uh, we've come across and see where the conversation takes us. So for today's episode, we thought we should speak about words through quotes and quotes that we have encountered in our experience and in our lives. So we run each other through a quote and see what we think about it and take it from there. So, Suraj, for the first one, I thought I'd pick kind of an interesting one. Maybe you would have come across it earlier. uh, But uh, I wanted to see what you think about this quote. So, it goes like, Those who were seen dancing were thought to be insane by those who could not hear the music.
1: Ah, yeah. One of my favorites. (laughs) Yeah, this definitely... What do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, even the first time that I I heard this, it definitely resonated with me. And... uh it tells you how much important the context is and to know the full picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But, like, what do you think? uh, I mean, when I heard it or when I came across it, I also kind of thought a little bit about, uh, you know, the kind of, like, some people believe in few things uh, like destiny or God or a few things, but others don't. And it could kind of be taken in that respect also, Mm -hmm. that... Some of them were thought to be insane by those who could not hear the music. Yeah. So what do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely applies to that as well. Uh, but then uh, I feel the purpose of science is to figure out if there is a music to which people are right. dancing.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. So uh what else did you think about that? Uh did you think about it only in the perspective of um you know that will destiny and god those stuff? Oh uh,
0: mostly yeah because it kind of immediately resonated with me that uh, um like a lot of times something that i've thought about or something that i think is true has kind of been completely dismissed or ridiculed by a friend or someone I've come across and stuff. So for me, it kind of resonated immediately with that side of it. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like, for example, if, if I do think destiny is true and, uh, or if there is some kind of a creator or anything like that. And if, if I would put forward an argument uh, with that, even if I didn't fully agree with it, just to kind of see where the argument would take us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes like they wouldn't really get it or they wouldn't understand so i would just think that okay maybe it's just my point of view or something like that, that i've come across uh, uh so yeah i th- I thought of it in that respect
1: okay cool yeah i mean it definitely applies to that as well uh, and it's yeah it, it's a pretty deep quote i feel
0: yeah so so what do you have for me
1: Yeah, so actually this is something related to art. Okay, the quote goes something like this. Uh, You need most classes to know how to live your life, but you need art to make life worth living.
0: Okay, nice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of quotes that kind of stress upon the resonance of art with life. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel kind of, in a way, the culture of our country reflects that, and in terms of how art imitates life and vice versa. But uh, yeah, I've come across quite a few quotes that kind of, you know, speak about the necessity for art in terms of signifying the importance of life and displaying yeah. it and demonstrating it in all its glory. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I take away from it.
1: Mm. So actually, what I wanted, yeah, I wanted to ask you this. Do you feel, because many philosophers have stressed on the importance of art, uh, including Arthur Schopenhauer, from whom I'll be deriving my next dark quotes, but uh, do you feel maybe the purpose of human life, apart from, uh, say, if you strip away all the things that are making us uh, just go for money, So, say something like, you you need to start with your agriculture, but that's just to feed your stomach. And then you have economics, you have um, politics that's to guard you, and you have uh, like the the policing force. So, you have all these domains in life, but I feel they're just add-ons for the life that you'll actually be living. So, then I'll be thinking, what are you living your life for? So, I'm pretty sure it's not for this things uh this monotonous things that we are uh doing right now like go to work uh every day IDIFY, um, those things but for what we are doing every single of these domains wh- what's the end goal i feel maybe
0: it could be art like what do you think about that maybe it could be art oh mm-hmm. uh, it depends i guess i don't know i i think uh Like from a book I read recently, it kind of showed that even the experiences that you go through, like generally people are looking for a purpose in life or to do something more significant, Mm -hmm. but not realizing that what you are doing itself is life. Like that is living Mm -hmm. and even the mundane things, even the everyday things, even any conversation, the smaller things, this, you know, things which don't matter so much like just doing your like maybe gardening or something like that like whatever the smaller things in life right you know the Mm -hmm. everyday things that itself has its own significance and that's that is a part of life and its experience so i don't know how much art comes into that Uh, i guess maybe for me what i take away from it is how blissfully you live how happily you live it's kind of an art in itself the art of living if Mm -hmm. I have to use that phrase Uh, but but yeah that's what I take away from it what about you?
1: yeah so for me when I say art uh, I don't mean in the sense that uh, it's just drawing and painting it's also music it's um, stories and that's how we've been living for um, I think uh, throughout history like you you, you tell each other's stories and your story is bigger than someone else's story So I was reading this book called Sapiens and I don't know if I mentioned. uh, So he talks about this concept of uh, everything being uh, stories. So human beings, as a result of language, we were able to communicate. And that's how we got to the top of the food chain. And it was for you to uh, get a large number of people to listen to you. It started with a story. Like you see the tree over there. Uh, if you pray to that tree, and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> uh, he makes an argument that all this economic structure, political structure, everything is uh, just stories, and even the concept of money itself could be uh, I mean, it it is a story. Like, you just have to, you just need enough people to believe that this piece of paper has value and
0: it will have value. All right, all right, that's quite interesting, actually, it kind of draws on perspective and what one takes uh, from the everyday social things also, right? Like the yeah. last part about the money and the paper thing kind of really got me thinking a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice, nice. Okay.
1: Yeah, for those of for you sure. who haven't read that, you definitely should check it out. Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. Sure.
0: Okay, uh, so this one is an interesting one. Uh, it's It goes like... I've often thought that the night is more alive and more richly colored than the day. Vincent Van Gogh. Oh. Nice. (laughs) So what do you think about that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, the first thing when you say Vincent Van Gogh that comes to my mind is Starry Night. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I knew you'd say that.
1: Yeah, Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that guy had affinity towards night and uh, so do I. Uh, I... I feel through the darkness, uh, when you see those little dots of stars, it definitely, you know, bring like pops out in the night. Stars and mm-hmm. planets, mm-hmm. Uh, comets, it definitely pops out. And it's one of the, it, it's a sight to see. So I definitely agree with him. Right. <laughs> what about you?
0: Yeah, well, my, uh, yeah, my take on it is basically like, I, I really resonate with it because... Um, I always feel like I get much more creative at the night time. Even though I'd like to have a routine where I wake up early and do a lot through the day. And, you know, by the time it's evening, I, I'm done yeah. with my day and I have time to relax. But still, I feel like when I want to write something or I want to read something or maybe draw, paint or something, like anything creative. I feel like I want that darkness and that quiet space and close all the windows in my room and just sit in the corner and yeah. uh, create something. So with that respect, I've always felt that. And there's one more perspective. Like I've heard one of these spiritual leaders say that, you know, if you notice, you'll find it much easier to open up during the night. Mm -hmm. And what I mean to say is that uh, like when you're speaking to a friend or something, you will feel much safer and much more uh, drawn to opening up and talking about things than you would during the day. Because the day is so vivid and uh, kind of rigid Whereas at night boundaries are less defined, physical boundaries are not that visible. Things are a little more like, how do you say, A little more mixed. Uh, you're a little easier to kind of open up and let go, and you're not. It's not so distinct and conspicuous. conspicuous. So, so that's also something I kind of relate with this quote.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, because you know, our one of our uh, contenders for the podcast name was 2am thoughts that's right <laughs> yeah that's because we would open up and like have all this deep philosophical discussions yeah, yeah. Uh, during those times and yeah i totally agree with it and it feels like in the night all the voices in your head and the voices outside like it just uh, takes a backseat and it just yeah, yeah, lets you exactly. be you at that time yeah
0: yeah
1: <laughs> awesome Okay, cool. So, one of my next quotes uh, is by Muhammad Ali. So, it goes like this. It isn't the mountain ahead to climb that wears you down, but it's the pebble in your shoe.
0: Wow, nice.
1: Yeah, so what do you think about it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't think I can add anything more to that. (laughs) Uh, But, but yeah, uh, I kind of see where he's coming from for that and uh, often people kind of like at least like my first impression that I take away from it is that people often kind of worry about different things and what they don't realize is uh, something else is going to be a bigger barrier than mm-hmm. what they imagine to be and most people give up on the journey without even uh, thinking what could be the difficulty and what, what seems obvious and what doesn't but uh, yeah it's all, all a matter of perspective
1: yeah uh i totally agree with it and I, for me like what i see it is as um uh, something when you're trying to achieve something it might not be that thing itself but it's that incessant tiny thing that keeps uh you know coming back at you yeah. and that that's what will slow yeah. you down maybe your lack of discipline yeah, yeah for or, sure yeah some tiny things
0: oh. yeah Related to that, I have one quote for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it goes something like, ever tried, ever failed, no matter. Try again, fail again, fail better.
1: Uh, yeah, this definitely resonates with me because I had something similar that I was uh, going off <laughs> on, which is rather try and fail than not try and regret later. So basically, yeah, yeah. yeah, this is what motivated me to, you know, take on my startup journey back when I was in India. So even if I, uh, you know, didn't succeed at it, it was fine. Like I still wanted to give it a shot. And like, yeah, I got a ton of experience from it. So it does uh, resonate with me personally.
0: Yeah. What nice. You? That's really cool. Yeah, I think... Uh... Same, like, uh, there have been a lot of times that I felt like giving up uh, in a recent personal experience but then some things like this quote and other things that I thought of kind of kept me going and, I mean, there was no choice but uh, (laughs) but still I'd like to think that I (laughs) kind of chose to persist and persevere and survive. And along those lines, I actually had another quote, uh, (laughs) which is like no matter what anyone tells you words and ideas can change the world. Oh yeah true
1: true that yeah. <laughs> I know. Okay, so I'll go next and uh, this is one of the darker quotes okay. that I have um, um, but yeah like it, it is definitely it it shines light on some of the truths that sometimes we wouldn't want to accept but yeah so uh, this is how it goes so it says that human life must be some kind of mistake The truth of this will be sufficiently obvious if we only remember that man is a compound of needs and necessities hard to satisfy, and that even when they are satisfied, all he obtains is a state of painlessness where nothing remains to him but abandonment to boredom.
0: Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Quite pessimistic and it kind of reminded me of a friend of mine. You know which friend? (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i mean i don't i'm not sure i agree uh, because there's a lot Mm -hmm. to it but it's definitely interesting Mm -hmm. yeah so for me mostly
1: it is uh do you remember the conversation we had once where i was telling about no matter what we get in life we probably would be like there's this curve where we are excited about it until we get it, we get it, and maybe there's a slight spike. And then either it saturates or it goes down. Like you won't be interested in it anymore. Maybe if you take that uh, stimulus away from it uh, for some time, you can be re-excited by the same thing. But I'm not sure if you can sustain uh, your excitement on that for a longer period of time. No matter what it is, that's that's what I feel. Um Uh, Yeah, what do you think?
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, it's true. At least for me, what keeps me going is mostly exploration, uh, whether it's mental or physical. That's what kind of keeps me excited and happy and going. Unless some other factor disturbs that and causes pain or other things. Uh, What fundamentally keeps me going is that there's so much to explore. So that's kind of why somehow I try to keep myself off the pessimistic track or manage to do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean there's some truth in that quote for sure, but uh, I don't think that's the whole experience.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. And I think one of the things that you had mentioned uh, while we were discussing the same thing um, like a while back, uh, and on a positive note, which was maybe that is what keeps us going and keeps us um, enables us to try new things. Because maybe you're bored with something that you were excited before. Mm. uh, And now you want to try something else. So maybe that's how we get new experiences and find new things in life. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, I (laughs) definitely agree with that. And regarding that uh, pessimistic thing, right? So I heard a very, uh, very intriguing thing about uh, pessimism by Alan Dye Bottom. That guy is uh, the guy who narrates uh, the school of life on YouTube. Okay. So what he was telling is, life—the um, actual uh, pessimistic view by these philosophers, Arthur Schopenhauer, Friedrich Nietzsche, and all—it's not that um, um, it, it's not worth living. So, but it's basically that life generally tends to go bad, and if you don't do not do anything, it—the natural state is for it to fall fall to down. So only through your actions can you make a difference, and can you make it uh, worth living. So it's not that things will always happen for the best, but you have to make
0: the best of what happens. Nice. Nicely put. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think that's true. Uh, unless you kind of take the reins and c- control it, it will kind of go its natural path, which may not be that happening or... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But again, yeah. the logic of one shoe may not fit for all, like, you know, the same... Uh logical same uh approach may not work for every kind of life. People live in different Mm -hmm. times and different countries and different contexts and all that, so yeah. Yeah. True that. Okay, uh well I have one that I kind of resonate with a little bit. So let's see what you think of it. Mm -hmm. So the quote goes like walk like a king, or like you don't care who the king is.
1: (laughs) <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have um, lived such a life or have had such mindset before. Mm, I don't think I've ever had you know uh, I don't care attitude, um, like you don't care about anything uh attitude. Because I do care uh, about what, um, like how I affect others, like if it's in a bad way, obviously I don't want to be doing that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm not sure how to what extent I resonate with that code. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. What about you? What made for, you? Uh, for me, the resonated? last part is quite significant. um, Mm Because I remember once, uh, (laughs) it's actually kind of funny. So once a friend of mine mine and I were crossing the street and I found an opening and I just kind of like ran for it. And he was like, Mm -hmm. uh, he he took like a minute or something until the traffic cleared out and stuff and then he crossed. And then he was like, uh, uh, you know, you don't run like a dog, walk like a king is what he said and Oh <laughs> yeah I mean I, I, <laughs> all these quote's in the middle of the street <laughs> yeah I mean after once we crossed when we were on to one side so but yeah, yeah. I, and that time this quote was the only thing I could kind of tell him that you know either you walk like a king or like you don't care who the king is so it doesn't matter to me what uh, mm-hmm. anybody else uh, sets the bar for anything it's just like you can be your mm-hmm. own humble self and it's totally fine like you don't have to kind of go by the standards of anybody <laughs> yeah, but, yeah.
1: No, that is true um, f- from that perspective I totally agree that uh, you do not have to you know follow the norm that other people have set yeah. um, unless of course it doesn't uh, you know hurt someone or restricts their freedom yep. or something yep. yeah I awesome. totally agree with that <laughs> one of the next quotes is uh, it's kind of about death and Uh, The reason I like it is how beautiful it is and how it makes you think about life more than death itself. So it goes like this. Death must be so beautiful to lie in the soft brown earth with the grasses waving above one's head and listen to the silence. To have no yesterday and no tomorrow. To forget time, to
0: forgive life and to be at peace. Uh, just when you were saying that I was just like closing my eyes And kind of trying to be peaceful <laughs> uh, ah. Well, it kind of really makes you feel that Yeah, Yeah. yeah it's by Oscar Wilde Yeah, ah, why am I not surprised? <laughs> yeah But um, It. Yeah, I don't know I guess some things you know best by experience But it's something to I guess the perils of this life won't follow you hopefully into whatever awaits you after that Mm -hmm. Uh, yes
1: true true and like i just love the how poetic uh, poetic it is and how it makes you think about life how it makes you look back and maybe live more right now in the present
0: right yeah for sure It kind of doesn't make it seem so dark Usually most connotations with death are dark But this one seems uh, not so, you know, not so pessimistic So, okay So, So What do you have? Yeah, so my next one is actually from uh, a movie And uh, I'm not going to give away too much But I'll just set a context So basically, there was something that this protagonist She was going to be chosen for and instead, she chose to be honest during her interview or her screening. And that was not needed by her. If she would have been dishonest, she would have you know, easily gotten it. But she chose to be honest. And instead, it went to someone else. This guy. This old guy. Okay. So it's a conversation between her and him. And he basically says... Uh, they, they meet one final time before he goes for whatever he selected for. And he basically says... I wish the world was a place where fair was the bottom line, where the kind of idealism you showed at the hearing was rewarded for and not taken advantage of. Unfortunately, we don't live in that world. And she kind of looks at him and says, It's funny. I always thought the world is what we make of it. (laughs) Uh, So what do you think about that? Yeah, again,
1: I think this ties back to the actions that we should do in order to get things uh, in order to get things going the way we want it to go, and we do not have to wait for the world to do it or um, hope that everyone will start living uh, the way that you want to live, or things will go uh, right. So it's only through our actions that um, we can influence our fate in a way
0: yeah yeah i agree and i think mostly it's more like people start thinking that oh it's a drop in the ocean or what differences is going to make or the world is a cruel place or it's a greedy place so how would it matter if you and i behave the same way and, you know things like that they blame it on the world or they say the world is so and so xyz kind of a place and stuff and what what the lion is basically trying to say is the world is whatever we choose to make it If we behave this way, it would be this sort of a place. If we behave that way, it would be that sort of a place. So the world is what we make of it and nothing more than that or nothing less than that. So I I just felt like it was such a good, good philosophy to live by, uh, kind of thing to teach people to make sure that each person makes a difference kind of a thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, this actually reminded me of a short story that I had read a while back. So, uh, this is basically a person uh, who's jogging uh, near near a lake. Uh, he just sees another person who has like one or two tiny uh, baby tortoises. Okay. And he'll be brushing their, um, what do you call their shell? Yeah. He'll be basically uh, brushing their shell because it had, you know, got some fungus or uh, something like that. And he keeps seeing that uh, every single day or... I think once a week that he comes there and and he brushes that off of the tortoise and then once he one day he just asks him like what are you doing and he's like yeah i'm just taking this thing off uh, for the tortoise because it's gonna help it and he tells that but what difference does it gonna make there are like thousands if not uh, you know millions of tortoises and turtles like in the ocean and everywhere in the world how um, how did, how does this gonna make any difference and then this person replies that yeah, maybe it's not gonna make a difference in the grand scheme of things, but for this particular tortoise, it's uh, the world of difference that I'm creating.
0: Nice, <laughs> nice, nice, really nice. Yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. back to back to perspective, actually.
1: Yeah, that's so true, and yeah, that that, that hit really hard. So even yeah. though we think that okay, I just help one or two people, uh, like uh, how does it gonna help? But for those one or two people, it makes all the world of difference.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Okay, so my next one is by uh, the YouTuber Veritasium, who makes uh, physics videos, right? So I was watching his uh, life history, and uh, he had made a video about how it transpired, like from physics PhD to being a YouTuber. And uh, he told one quote that stuck with me, which is, sometimes I think it's a blessing not to know how bad you are, Because if I had known, I probably would have quit.
0: Nice. (laughs) So
1: this is in the, I'll just to give you a context, this is in the context of uh, him making his initial few videos. Now looking back at it, like he feels that eh, he could have done a better job at it. But while making those videos, like uh, he didn't know how it was going to come or not. And that's the reason he didn't stop doing those things everyone will start as a beginner no matter uh, like even Beethoven or anyone everyone starts as a beginner so you shouldn't basically uh, you shouldn't quit it you should should be consistent and yeah go ahead with it
0: yeah I think it reminds me of one of the saying that I read uh, long back which which went something like uh, those who gave up were mostly the ones who didn't realize how close to success they were while giving up yeah yeah yeah
1: so. Yeah, uh, so true. Um, we've, I think, we've all seen the illustrations of it. Yeah, where there's a miner digging for something, and when he's so close to
0: it, uh, he gives up. Okay, mine. Uh, yeah, the few I've chosen are more like literature. Uh, yeah, from literature and stuff. So, the next one that I wanted to kind of run by you were this, was this. I slept and dreamt that life was joy. I awoke and saw that life was service I acted and behold service was joy Ramadan article oh oh damn
1: that's really good (laughs) yeah and I can definitely resonate with it personally because I was volunteering uh, back when I was in India I was teaching maths and science for uh, you told me you know the privileged kids yeah and that definitely was truly a joyous uh, part of my life uh, even though it took like 2 hours just to go one way and then uh, wow. you know teach them and come back yeah it like i love that experience and it truly is a joy you know uh, to serve us in whatever uh, way we can
0: yeah so yeah, yeah totally sure. agree with that yeah same same for me like i recently went to the isha yoga center if yeah, I told you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and there yep. I volunteered as well. And uh, for one evening, I was serving food to like, I think, four or five hundred people probably that we served food mm-hmm. for. Yeah. And yeah, it took like a couple of hours, more than a couple of hours, I think, uh, to lay down the plates and the glasses and serve them food and everything. And and was just the feeling of doing it was so pleasant and blissful that I was so happy that I was doing it and yeah, yeah yeah like i i really resonate with this quote a lot and in general with Tagore. so so yeah
1: mm-hmm. the, uh, so i just wanted to ask you one question so does it give a sense of purpose when you're doing
0: that so you feel that um, you are here for that and not really not in my case at least but i definitely feel like mm-hmm. one of one of the things that i want to do in life before i die is to serve people like to help people and but, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, on some level I'm doing it already uh, with what I do have mm-hmm. currently, resources. But I do want to make it a bigger impact. So, as and when I get to a uh, better stature or a better place in life, I'll be able to help in a more. But I don't think yeah. of it as a purpose. Yes, at least so far I haven't. Yeah.
1: Okay. Nice, nice. <laughs> cool. So for my uh, final quote, this is one of my favorites and I found it quite late in life. Like I hope I had found this a bit earlier. Uh, But yeah, this is the one that I um, adhere to it the most or try to adhere to it the most. So it goes like this. Grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change and the courage to change the things that I can, but the wisdom to know the difference
0: come across this before yeah, yeah. what do you think <sighs> <laughs> kind of rendered me speechless a little bit with that but uh, <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think it's just like some things you come across and then you forget to remember them and this is one of those things for me where i wish i remember this a little more in some critical times in my life Yeah, and yeah i, th- I think uh, one of the best advice someone has given me is to kind of Or I don't know whether it was a particular person, but that I came across was something like to kind of understand that there are things that you can't change, that's not in our control. Uh, Maybe be negative about it for like a few minutes. Give yourself that time that, okay, I'm just going to talk about it for like the next five minutes and then be done with it. So to know the things you can't change and to accept it. And then, yeah, of course, the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah. So pretty cool. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think one of the most important aspects of this quote for me is also that uh, everyone would have experienced this at some point in their life where they want to change something so badly, but uh, it probably is too late at that point or they do not have the resources or the means uh, to do anything at that particular point. And this quote maybe maybe doesn't tell you how to how to let go, but at least... It gives you a sense of acceptance that there are things that you cannot change. And we probably, uh, we can can hope that we have that serenity or that calmness to just accept that.
0: Find solace in that.
1: Yeah, Yeah. find solace in that. That's true. And yeah, and uh, regarding the second part, which is having the courage to change the things that we actually can. That yeah, it's self-explanatory and it is, uh, we need to have that but again the third part with the wisdom to know the difference i feel that only comes uh, through experiences uh in life
0: yep yep true okay so the last one that i have is one of my favorites uh it's something i came across quite long back and it's always made me think a lot and mm-hmm. uh, yeah just the the In terms of the context, uh, I always think of it in the context of humans, truth, universe, cosmos, uh, nature, and the analogy with 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 which it draws. um, I mean, you'll hear it, but uh, I just wanted to kind of set the context a little bit also. So the quote Mm -hmm. goes like, The water in the vessel is sparkling. The water in the sea is dark. The small truth has words which are clear. The Great Truth has Great Silence. And it's by Rabindranath Tagore. Ah, I'm not surprised. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, what do you think of that?
1: Ah, and there are so many things to unpack. And do you mind leading on this one? I think then I'll get some context. (laughs) Sure,
0: sure. Um, so for me when I uh, listen to this quote like first of all the analogy itself how it's drawn a parallel with nature and uh, of water something so basic to life and it's so beautifully written that what really resonates with me is uh, the last two lines the small truth has words which are clear the great truth has great silence so what I take from the small truth is something that we uh, kind of experience in our everyday lives that uh, mm-hmm. you know for example the quotes that we're discussing or uh, random facts of life or things that we experience and learn from life those small little truths of how patience is a virtue and you know things like that and the great truth is something for me I look at it in terms of the bigger picture of like God and universe and cosmos and the existence and of the reality of with which we exist uh, humanity mm-hmm. and truth and things like that so I feel those things have a general silence to them, and that silence I interpret as humility, as uh, mm-hmm. you know, no noise, just just a just a silent existence, uh, just a sound maybe, just just quiet vibration kind of uh, existing, mm-hmm. you know. And what I mean by that is just something like the great truth need not be plastered all over, you know, written in the skies and stuff. It exists and there's a quietness about it if you want you can uh, dig deep and dive deep into it and learn it but otherwise it will just continue to indifferently exist as it is and you can live with the small truths of life no worries so that's kind Mm -hmm. of what I take away from it what do you think
1: hmm yeah I mean uh, you you said it best when you put it as uh, being humble so it definitely is uh, uh, an humbling experience because there are so many things that we, you know, currently do not know. And again, my rational brain it goes to the part where you say that the great truth, uh, great uh, truth, is uh, silent. Maybe that it could be a sign that there isn't one.
0: <laughs> I knew you should, have, yeah, I should have known that you would go there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> seen it coming huh? so yeah. yeah I mean it, it could be one um, yeah. Yeah. one way to interpret that and also like I, I've just been having these thoughts to myself that uh, because I keep thinking about the purpose of life and the meaning of uh, life and the grand scheme of things and all that and I feel it's just my hypothesis that it's a result of our pattern-finding brain that we humans we want uh, there to be some meaning in the things that we do and in the things that there are in the outside world whatever we see so we try to find all these things even in the smallest of uh the events or uh, places uh, like you've seen many examples where even on the moon when the photographs taken on the moon there'll be the, some yeah. arrangement of rocks which might look like a face and uh, yeah it's just a pattern finding brain so i feel that even the search for purpose is kind of like that wherein there probably is no purpose uh but we've we so badly want uh something to be there because it gave, gives us a sense of uh, solace
0: yep yep i agree there and i kind of particularly ascribe to the fact that life has no purpose i mean the purpose is life to create life and it creates a world full of possibilities that you can make real with the you know you can make any possibility real with the amount of effort and time right amount of effort and Mm -hmm. time and life doesn't need a purpose it's it encompasses everything it it encompasses all purposes together so yeah i agree with you on that
1: (laughs) glad 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 we are on the same page (laughs) on that (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: okay i think we'll end it here uh guys feel free to leave your thoughts and comments down below if you're on youtube and if you're listening to us on other platforms like spotify amazon music google podcast apple podcast you can find us on instagram at curio.sphere thanks for tuning in and have a good one